0: Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host, Allison Mayberry. And we're discussing a hard topic this month, (laughs) y'all. Last week, we discussed the facts behind the current definition of gender surrounding the LGBTQ agenda, and we didn't do this because we hate anybody. We did this because we want everyone to be set free by truth, and we looked at a lot of definitions and I believe that it is stuff that the stuff of life that could set people free. Um, yeah. and this week we're going to talk about why this matters so much to Christians and how to truly find our identity in Christ. The scripture for this episode is taken from Ephesians four seventeen through eighteen So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, and the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts.
1: So, Denise, why, why do we care about this? You know, why are we talking about this and mm-hmm. what difference does it make to us? Number one, the damage from this is devastating to human lives and to our society. A tragic mistake, adult regret doesn't erase irreversible physical and emotional scars. Just like the story of Walt Heyer, who became a transgender woman for eight years and Mm. said he can never get those years back. His transgender be started because of culture. He started his transgender journey as a four-year-old boy when his grandmother repeatedly over several years cross-dressed him in a full-length purple dress she had made especially for him and told him how pretty he was as a girl. This planted a seed of gender confusion and led to his transitioning at age 42 to transgender female. He was diagnosed at age 40 at age 40 with gender dysphoria and at age 50 with psychological issues due to childhood trauma. Because of his grandmother's actions, he was later sexually abused by an uncle and eventually cross-dressed as an escape. Now, he says, gender dysphoria is about identity, not mm. sexual orientation. I was never homosexual. It just, it breaks my heart to, to read that and uh, hear about well, that. The fact
0: that the word diagnosed, it's, a li- it's like a life sentence. Yep. Yep. You have this like a disease. But why Why
1: would his grandma dress him in a dress? Mm. I, I I, just, I'm confused by that. A lot of the confusion comes over trauma and abuse in people's lives. Life wasn't supposed to be the way it was. People turn to look for answers. And when a new definition for gender pops up that fits their pain, it becomes a match and it becomes a solution But the problem is, deep down inside, it does Mm. not heal that hurt that they have.
0: You know, there's nothing like a false solution Mm -hmm. to wreck your life. God has a solution, and it isn't Bible bashing, and we're going to tell you what a terrible person you are. But let me just say, we're all terrible people. We all need a Savior. Yep. And when we admit that, He can set us free. If we will just reach for His grace... You know, I think of the word influence. Influence in his background corrupted the natural. We have to guard against the ungodly, fleshly influences in our life. Sexual abuse warps the lens we see through. People doing what Walt's grandmother did warped his view. But there is healing for abuse and healing when we have believed lies. Our children need clear direction. It is wrong to try to tell them lies so that they grow up with a warped lens. Mm -hmm. Number two reason why we need to talk about this is it is misleading our children. It is creating further confusion to hide the truth from them. Another example similar to what you shared uh, that we'll go into further next week is a news story about a Texas dad and his son, Jeffrey Younger. The mom dresses her son like a girl and tells him that he is one. The father is desperate to stop this from happening to his son. And we actually uh, tried to have him on our podcast, and he has a gag order. He's not able to even talk about this.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Number three
1: is confusion in medical research and records. There are gender-related diseases, birth and hospital recordings, mm. and genealogy. I, I, again, ma- male, female. I, I I'm yeah. just confused, guys. I'm being honest. Um, reason number four: Biblical warnings. God warns us so we will not be caught in sin that ruins our lives. Deuteronomy twenty-two five says, "A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone." who does this? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards." nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, mm. you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Children, Matthew eighteen six. if anyone causes one of these littles, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea.
0: You know, when you were talking about, just sharing that, Mm -hmm. when I think about a diagnosis, a diagnosis can give hope, right? My daughter just called me and told me, Oh, Mom, they just figured out that it's a tick-borne disease. There's hope in that. Okay, it's sad that, oh, I have something, but there's hope because there's a remedy. Exactly. When we say someone has gender dysphoria, what is the remedy there? The remedy is, oh, we're going to change who God made you to be. And you're going to, let me tell you, what, what we've read online, so much of it, it grieved our hearts. And I know a young girl now who has tried to take her life because of these lies she's believed. And that's why I'm doing this. We've got to help these, in that scripture we just read, it's like putting a large millstone hung around their neck is, is what should happen to a person who would lie to a child. Yeah. I'm not going to be a part of the lies. And so I realize people will be mad, but there's hope, there's hope, there's a remedy, and it's through Jesus Christ, and we're going to get to some of that. And there's also some scriptures that speak into this confusion. Romans 1, 25 through 27 says, They traded God's truth for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creation instead of the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That's why God abandoned them to degrading lust. Their females traded natural sexual relations for unnatural sexual relations. Also in the same way, the males traded natural sexual relations with females and burned with lust for each other. Males performed shameful actions with males, and they were paid back with the penalty they deserved for their mistake in their own bodies. So guys, you know AIDS. Um, and so that is a very real, uh, when we look at the scripture here, the penalty they deserved within their own bodies. Because we weren't made to do that, it causes disease. Mm -hmm. And so we might look at that verse there where it says, um, that's why God abandoned them to degrading lust. God did not cause that. But you see, God, it is His grace alone that helps us to live out His word. And so if we choose to go away and believe lies, He will give us over to that. We're going to read more about that uh, later. Isaiah 520, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You know, Allison, if I were to say that I've chosen to be an adulterer, I pray people, I pray you would tell me that is a sin Mm -hmm. because it is. And you tell that to me because you love me, not because you're judging me, but you don't want me to bear the consequences of that in my life. Absolutely. But then there is this judgment if we speak what the Bible says, that practicing homosexuality or transgenderism is a sin. Notice I said practicing. We all have to battle with sin and defeat it. But to say something is not a sin and to try to normalize it is also a sin. The solution then is to get back to the truth, get back to who we are in Christ, and let go of the identities our culture tries to place on us. Like you were reading earlier about that guy Walt his It was an identity that his grandmother was telling him that he was, a different identity. Right. And that's just so sad. Yeah. And if we don't call sin a sin and stick to
1: what is true, we all get deceived. And the Bible says to love your neighbor. It is not loving our neighbor to let them to continue to sin. They can still choose to sin, but for us to remain silent while legislation is passed and children are being indoctrinated is frankly also a sin. We are, as it says in Proverbs 31, 8 through 9, to speak up for those who cannot Mm. speak for themselves, ensure justice for those being crushed. Mm. We have to examine where this gender issue has come from so we can be set free from the lies.
0: Mm. When we are silent, we are just as guilty because we aren't speaking out and God has called us to speak truth to set people free. In summary, there is an identity crisis going on today, and there has been identity theft on a large scale. There's been confusion about our identity as our society has drifted further away from God's Word, and so people are trying to understand who they are and think they can choose their identity. Confusion happens when we don't have a right understanding of our identity in Christ. Identity confusion is even causing people to be confused about their gender, something that truly there is no confusion about. We need to understand our identity to live out our purpose in Christ. And the problem is, we don't know how to truly find our identity, so we let culture define us. We just want to be accepted, and so we have let our identity be stolen and do not even know it. Mm. Ultimately, God gave us an identity We are each uniquely made by him. In Psalm 139, verse 1 and 13 and 14, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. If you're listening today and you feel that you don't fit in your body, or you compare yourself to others and wonder what your identity is, we want you to know that you have an identity It is sure. It is defined. You are loved. So you were created with this incredible identity as one God made. There's no one else in the whole world like you. But there is still a part of us that feels incomplete. We have a sin problem that we need to deal with. We were naturally born, but need to choose to accept our free salvation and the identity of a child of God. As it says in John 1, 12, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Grasping for different identities is not based on reality, but emotional, subjective truth. My identity and your identity don't come from what we do, where we work, any role we play, except the one identity God gave us when he uniquely gave us our own set of fingerprints and formed us in the womb. We are his. No matter what sins we have committed, we can turn back and repent and become a child of God. And so when people think they can change their gender, which surgically they can do, this will not change their identity. And this is why we see the testimonies pouring in of people who got the surgeries and later regretted it.
1: So if we see truth, will we believe it Mm. or hold on to an idea because it provides us with an excuse
0: Mm.
1: or because we're pressured to follow it? You know, we have shown you how the definitions have changed. According to a new secular study, scientists found virtually nothing in common among the people who reported having at least one same-sex experience in their lifetime, and the results reveal little, if anything, about the biology that might underlie these genetic variants. This means that other factors are the culprit or the cause. Abuse in the background, environmental factors play the biggest part. So the studies are not confirming what we've been told, and we've done a lot of research on this, and Denise has dug deep (laughs) for us to get this information to you, but there is one who made us, and he has spoken and revealed to his people everything we need to address the social issues of our day, which, as we have shared on this episode and the episode before, have been going on for much longer than just this generation. There's nothing new underneath the sun. But here are a few things he has spoken in his word, not to condemn, but to lead us to truth, to set us free. Isaiah 5 20 Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet
0: for bitter. Simply put, who defines us? The creator. People want to get proof that science backs that they have confusion about their gender. Science is not God. God made science. No absolute conclusions can be made about a genetic basis for transgender identity or homosexuality. There is no objective, robust, physical test to prove whether transgender persons exist beyond a person strongly insisting that he or she is a transgender person. Remember that definition earlier, mm-hmm. choosing to reject what God has said. But there is proof of your gender in the body that God gave you. Look at that proof. To dismiss that obvious proof because of feelings is folly. There is proof that God designed a man and a woman. There's no in between. There's no confusion. But there is one who is the author of confusion. There is one who made you perfectly. He can heal you. And show you your true identity if you are willing to listen. Cross-gender hormone therapies and surgeries will not give you an identity. Jesus already did. We all have a predisposition to sin. All have burdens to overcome. But our God overcame temptation, and so can we. People are claiming to be scientific, but are denying basic scientific facts of male and female. People want us to call them something they are not, which is a lie. It's falsifying records. Here are our last few verses to consider. What does the Bible say about gender? Simply put, the Bible says God created two genders, male and female, Genesis 1.27. The Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman, Genesis 2.24, Matthew 19.5. The Bible says sex outside of marriage is immoral, 1 Corinthians 6.18. The Bible says sex not involving a man and a woman is unnatural, Romans 1.26-27, 1 Corinthians 6.9. The biblical message on sex can be summarized. Sex is to be between a man and a woman within the confines of marriage. Everything else is sin.
1: It's hard today to stand on the side of truth because of the intimidation tactics. And I think we were even a little worried recording these episodes of, Mm. we know, we know that people are going to attack us. And I just wish they'd listen with an open heart and Mm. open mind and know that We're doing this because we love them Mm -hmm. and we want them to remember who created them and how they were created. Um, We see some of these tactics today that we saw in the beginning cultures. Slanders to those speaking truth. Call them haters and close-minded when they are close-minded to the truth. People follow because it's supposedly enlightened thinking. Mm. People follow because they don't want to be hated and because they are intimidated So what are we supposed to do about this? Do we believe that people might feel confusion over their gender? Sure. But feelings are not facts. Feelings don't have to wreck our lives. We can inform feelings with facts. There are other ways to get help. Churches need to embrace these people and help them share the truth about their identity in Christ. The problem with labeling someone as a gender they are not is they can feel trapped, as if they cannot escape their problem. But in Christ, there is hope. God did not make people to feel confused about how He made them. We live in a fallen, sinful world, and we are lied to every day about our identity. Labels applied to try and discourage us and ruin us. Following the destructive path of changing your body does not truly change your identity. Mm. You can change things on the outside, but it does not change what God created on the inside.
0: Amen. So true. In researching this topic, I came across another passage of scripture that speaks to this area, and we're going to end with today. The Word of God sets us free, and it is from the book of Jude. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compared to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord." In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. These people slander whatever they do not understand. And the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of His holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. These people are grumblers and fault-finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. But dear friends, remember... What the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, In the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit.
1: It is our hope that we have given you truth today with grace, hope, and love. God does not want his people deceived, and we encourage you to be informed, which is what we have sought to do here. There are laws being put forth that we dare not sit by and do nothing about. The raw truth is that God does not make mistakes. Gender confusion comes from our culture and from the enemy of our souls. You were made in his image, and you are beloved. The radical grace is we are all in bondage to our own unique struggle with sin But sin no longer has to have hold on us. When we struggle with the flesh, God can help us. We are never beyond his reach. And the real hope is that our identity is in Christ, not the gender we were born with, not our job, not anything, but being loved by God. God will complete the work he has begun in us, and he can heal the damage that sin has done in us. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.